Hi, welcome to New Hope Community Church Online. The sermon you are about to hear was originally given by Pastor Chuck Wilson. New Hope Community Church, to know, to live, and to share Jesus Christ. Title for today is Getting Away From It All. Getting Away From It All, Mark chapter 6, 30 to 32. And to start off with, I want to read, I found this, this, somebody had sent me this ad. Uh, it says here, here's a pretty cool project from Mullen for a client we won't immediately reveal lest we spoil the surprise. The Boston agency posted this job listing online for a director of operations position at a company called Retham Incorporated. The requirements sounded nothing short of brutal. Standing up almost all the time, constantly exerting yourself, working from 135 to unlimited hours per week, degrees in medicine, finance, and culinary arts necessary, no vacations, the workload goes up on Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and other holidays, no time to sleep, salary zero. The job ad got 2.7 million impressions from paid ad placements, only 24 people inquired. They interviewed via webcam and their real-time interactions were captured on video. Let's see what happened. We'll show a little clip here. Just give me one second. Thank sure. you. Sorry. Uh-huh. Hey. Hi. Two minutes. Thank you. Hi. Good afternoon. Sorry about hey, that. Hey, Hi, nice Hi. to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Have you ever done one of these interviews uh, over the camera before? No. Well, let me tell you a little bit about the job to get started with. It's not just um, a job. It's sort of probably the most important job. Uh, the title that we have going right now is Director of Operations, but it's really kind of so much more than that. Responsibilities and requirements are, are really quite extensive. Uh, first category for the requirements would be mobility. This job requires that you must be able to work standing up most or really all of the time, uh, constantly on your feet, constantly bending over, constantly exerting yourself, a high level of stamina. Uh, uh, okay. That's a lot. For how many, like, for how many hours? Uh, 135 hours to unlimited hours a week. It's basically 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm sure you'll have a chance from time to time to maybe just sit down here and there, yeah? Uh, you mean like a break? Yeah. Uh, no, there are no breaks available. Is, th is that even legal? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, yeah. so like no lunch? You can or... have lunch, but only when the associate is done eating their lunch. Uh, I think that's a little intense. No, no not possible. That's crazy. Now, this position requires excellent negotiation and interpersonal skill. We're really looking for someone that might have a degree in uh, medicine, in finance, and the culinary arts. You must be able to wear several hats. Associate needs constant attention. Sometimes they have to stay up with an associate throughout the night. Being able to work in a chaotic environment, if you, if you had a life, we'd ask you to sort of give that life up. No vacations. In fact, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and holidays, the workload is going to go up, and we demand that with, with a happy disposition. Uh, that's almost cruel. <laughs> that's almost uh, a very, very sick, twisted joke. But when there's time to sleep or... Oh, no time to sleep. Yeah, all-encompassing, all almost. That's exactly right. 365 days a year? Yes. No, that's, that's inhumane. That's, that's very insane. The meaningful connections that you make and the, the feeling that you get from really helping your associate are immeasurable. Also, let's cover the salary. The position is going to pay absolutely nothing. 
Excuse me? No. Nobody's doing it for free. Yeah, pro bono. <laughs> Completely for free. No. What if I told you there's someone that actually currently uh, holds this position right now? Billions of people, actually. Who? Moms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Moms. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and they meet every requirement, oh, don't wow. they? Oh, my God. Moms are the best. Yeah, there's no pay. They're 24 hours. They're always there. Now I'm thinking about my mom. Yeah, and what are you thinking about her? I'm thinking about all those nights and everything. Thank you so much for everything you do. I know it doesn't seem like I appreciate all of it, but I definitely do. So, Mom, I want to say thank you for everything that you've done. I love you very much. You've been there through thick and thin. My mom is just awesome. She's awesome. Several moms sent me that video, so I had to show it. <laughs> you know who you are. If you want to watch this again, it will be on the podcast site. Or if you want, I can email it to you or whatever. But if you're listening to this on a CD out there somewhere on the road, just go on the podcast site and listen. But if anybody needs some time away, getting away from it all, some R&R time, it's the moms, right? And you will really appreciate all the moms here, all the ladies here will appreciate this passage in Mark chapter 6. But we're going to see there's important lessons, not just for moms, but for every one of us. There's some really important lessons here for all of us here. The disciples had just gotten back from a very hectic trip. It was the first mission trip under Jesus. And if you've been on a mission trip, you know they're exhausting. This was exciting, but we know it had to be exhausting. And let's see what Jesus had them do. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for all the moms and all the women in our life, whether they are physical mom or an emotional mom, a spiritual mom in some way. We thank you for all the ladies of our church, all the women that, that bless us in so many ways. And Lord, we just pray that this would be an encouragement to them, but to all of us, all of us to learn something from what Jesus is teaching us about getting away from it all. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, let me pick it up. Just a couple verses. Just get back from a mission trip, and it says, The apostles, verse 30, The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all that they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. In these couple verses, there's a lot in these few verses about the, the key to balancing responsibilities and recharging, staying recharged. They just get back from this crazy mission trip, an amazing trip, and they're reporting to Jesus what happened. And, and I would just love to have a videotape, you know, a tape you know, of what, 
happened, what they were saying to Jesus, it would be crazy. All 12 of them at the same time talking. I, I know when I take my walk with the kids, we often will walk through the woods and, and we'll be walking through the creek. And, and it's like, I only have six or seven of them at the time. And they're like just constantly, Dad, look at this. Look what I found. Look at this. Ask me. And I'm trying to answer six or seven questions at the same time the whole time. And I get done and my head's just spinning. But that's what it, had to be what it had to be like with Jesus here. You know, hey, one of them says, I cast out a demon. Another one, and I healed a sick kid. Someone else says, I, got, I healed somebody. My guy was even sicker. He was a leper. And then Peter, of course, jumped in. Mine was, mine was even sicker. He was blind, you know. And, and someone else jumped in. Well, mine was dead, you know. They're all like, throwing in all these things because they raised, they did amazing things. And uh, probably Judas was the only one a little off kilter there. Uh, oh, I sold healing hankies while I was out there. I made some good money for us, you know. So, uh, you know, they got a lot of this stuff, right? But it, but they were, even though they came back, they're talking to Jesus, it's still so crazy. It's so crazy. There's people everywhere. They didn't even have a chance to eat. So Jesus does something vital, and it's a vital lesson for every one of us. The first thing he did is he said, we need to find a quiet place to rest. We have to find a quiet place to rest. They got on the boat, and they found a solitary place, number one. And number two, he said, come away with me. Spend time with Jesus. So getting away and spending time with Jesus are very, very important. We all need retreats. Retreats. We live in a crazy society. If you've ever been in any other country, you know what I'm talking about. I know when we were in the Philippines, Bob and I were in the Philippines, and some of you have been all these different countries. It's a whole different world. We, I remember being in the Philippines, and it was Sunday. And Bob, Bob, remember what happened on Sunday? We finished church, and they had this big, giant meal. And we all sat down and ate it like kings. It was amazing food. And then and they were shocked that we ate everything. Bob and I tried everything. So we didn't eat those, those little ducks from the eggs. We didn't eat those ducks. Balota or whatever that was called. Anyway, what's that? Balut, balut. We didn't eat that. That's the only thing we didn't try. Fortunately, they didn't offer those to us. <laughs> but, but we ate everything. But it was the crazy thing is when the lunch was finished, everybody just kind of sat around. They didn't turn on the TV. They didn't rush off to a game. They just sat there. And funny thing is, it was getting dark finally, and they're still just all hanging out. All the teenagers are there with their guitars, and they're singing, and they're talking, and they're hanging out. The whole day, they just hung out together. And there was nothing. They just were relaxing and, and, re, and recharging and talking to each other and singing some worship songs. And it was finally dark, and we left. Remember, Bob, we finally left? It was all day. And they, they take downtime. It was a whole different culture. Here we'd be like, we're wasting time. Let's go do something. You know? No, it was, it, but in our society, it's, we've lost this ability to get away and take that time. And we need retreats. Sometimes we need a retreat with a group, just like Jesus took the 12 disciples, 13 of them, on a boat. They, they did this retreat. We need to get away from the world and get away from the distractions. That's why youth retreats, teen retreats are so good. We used to have the rule, no electronic equipment. You know, they couldn't bring anything that, you know, that they could plug into their ears or listen to. And, and for a couple of days, they didn't have any electronic equipment, and they just were, like, really happy. They were, like, really connected. There was no distraction. And we just need to get away from those distractions. And the same thing goes for women's retreats and men's retreats. We need those retreat times to get away. We also need time away with our families. Real vacations. Now, it's fun to go to Disney World and those kind of places. But and, and there's a time and a place for that. But we also really need times away that are quiet vacations. 
quiet, where there's no, where all those distractions and we're not coming home exhausted, where we, we can rest and we can recharge and we can reconnect. And it's interesting, when we do this with our kids, the first day they're all fighting and they're all kind of doing their own thing. But by the end of the trip, they're all connected. They're like, they're all paired off, the older ones with the, the bigs with the littles, we call them. And they're paired off and they're hanging out and they're playing. And, and I say to Kim, oh, it's just so great we do this because they just connect and they're, they're friends again. And it, it's just like a real special time. We need those times with our families. Sometimes we just need to be alone by ourselves with God. The personal retreat. Chuck Harrison's great about taking two, three-day prayer retreats after all the ministry he does. And, and he's, he's really good disciplined with that. But we need those times to just be alone. Just a day. You know, send mom off for a day. Say, mom, disappear for a day. You know, we need these, those days that we're just alone with God. Personal retreat. Especially after a draining time, an exhausting time, we need to take down days. Could be away, could just be quiet time. We just need down times. Very, very important. I know for in ministry, they encourage our pastors to take sabbaticals. And I, they, everything you read, and I'll be at conferences, and different pastors will talk to me and say, it's very important every so many years you take a, a sabbatical of three to six months. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, so anyway, so that, I, these guys just, you know, just take three, six months off. I said, I don't know if that's a, I'm going to ever be able to do that. But, but for me, I just need, sometimes I'll take a week. Occasionally, I'll take a week for a sabbatical. Uh, but even for me, just a couple of days, uh, just a couple of days is, uh, makes a big difference. I know that if I just kind of disappear for a couple of days and just recharge, it makes a really, really big difference. But it's not just pastors. We all need sabbaticals. We need that time. And not just sabbaticals, but Sabbaths, too. So sabbatical is an occasional thing, but a Sabbath is once a week, and it's in the Bible, it's in creation, it's in the Old Testament, it's in the New Testament, it's not part of the law. We are, God has created us with the need for a Sabbath. Once a week, a day that we recharge and we rest up and we focus on him, but we really, really rest up. It's very, very important. If you do not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, I'm going to make a promise to you. If you do not take a Sabbath once a week, and I know once in a while we can't get it, but if you don't make it a point of taking a Sabbath once a week, you will crash you will crash i promise it somehow in your life there will be a crash because you won't be thinking clearly you won't be you won't be resting properly you're physically you're not going to be uh, rested up so many people i see even christians neglecting the sabbath and and we can't and i'll, I'll challenge people and i've probably both of you here i've challenged on sabbath you know you're i'm not picking on anybody i challenge everybody those people will say to me all the time i can't afford to take a sabbath and I always say, you can't afford not to take a Sabbath. You cannot, no one can afford. First of all, it's in God's word. It's commanded for our good. And we ignore God's word at our own risk. And it can be any day of the week. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be Sunday. That's kind of traditional day that we take. It doesn't have to be the, the, the Sunday. But we, we have to take that Sabbath. There has to be a down day. And I've talked about this before, that day of rest. Only on the day of rest, what should we do? Only what recharges you. If it's your Sabbath day, if it could be a Sunday, it could be a Saturday, it could be any day. I, Monday is my Sabbath day. I only do what recharges me on a Monday. I don't do anything else. I don't answer the phone. I don't return phone calls unless it's a mer real emergency. Uh, you know, I, I, just, I just try to recharge. But there has to be that day that you only do what 
recharge you. And we've seen a dramatic shift on the Sabbath in our country. People no longer take them. It used to be Sunday. Sunday has traditionally been the day of, of rest, but it, it's become something else in our society, hasn't it? It's become a sports day. Whether it's watching sports or whether our kids are playing sports and we're running to games, it, it's just taken over the Sabbath for many people. And is it okay to watch sports on a Sunday? Is it okay for kids to play on a Sunday? It depends. It depends. Does it dominate the day? I'll use watching sports. Does you watching that sporting event dominate the day? Does it cost you a nap? I used to like to watch football on Sundays, but I, I stopped. You know why? Because it cost me my nap. I would watch the game from 1 to 4, 4.30, and I wouldn't get a nap. I'd be exhausted for, you know, for the rest of the week. That's why I quit watching. It's not sin to watch, but for me, it cost me my nap. Does, it, it cost me my resting time. And that's the question. It does it, does it, does it cost us our nap? And not only that, does it cost us our peace? What if our team loses? I know some people, I tell them, stop watching the games. Because they were miserable. If their team loses, which is every other week, they're miserable for the whole day. And their wife's like, I, I, you know, I don't really mind them watching the game, but he's, a, he's in a bad mood the rest of the day because they lose. You know? Well, that's, that's not a Sabbath. That's a draining day. And I'm just giving you examples here. This is an easy one. Uh, does it, the kids, does it drain us or recharge us as a us personally and as a family? Does it affect us positively or negatively? That's the key. I'm not telling you what you can do on a Sabbath. The key is, does it drain us or recharge us? Does it affect us positively or negatively? That's the key for a Sabbath. It's, it's to recharge us. And everybody's different. What charges you up might drain me. What drain, you know, we can't judge each other on a Sabbath. We all have to find what in our life helps us to recharge and rejuvenate. Very, very important. And here's another question. Do we miss worship or fellowship on a regular basis because of these kids' games? I use kids' games because it's an easy one. Does, do we miss worship and, and, and fellowship on a regular basis? If, you, if it is, then don't sign up. Don't sign up. We, we do that all the time with coaches. We say, listen, if it's Sundays and it's this time on a Sunday, we, we just can't do it. Or if, if you really want the kid on the team, then he won't be there Sunday morning or Sunday night. They got church in the morning and youth group at night. They can go with you in the afternoon. They have fun with that. That's fine. But, but set some boundaries. Set some parameters. Protect your Sabbath. And if Sundays don't work, pick another day. The Bible isn't, doesn't, the Sabbath can be any day of the week. The law picked Saturday, but we're not under the law, but we are under the Sabbath law. And pick another day. Save another day where you say, we, I'm not going to do anything that drains me. No yard work, no this, no that. No, I'm not going to ask my wife to do something. I'm not going to ask my husband to do something. That's our Sabbath day. This is our recharging day. Very, 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 very important. Because I see a lot of people worn out. And they're worn out because they don't take a Sabbath. And we are created to need that Sabbath day of rest. So, a regular retreat time, uh, sabbaticals, we need that regular retreat sabbatical time throughout the year. We need a regular weekly Sabbath day. But there's also the daily time. Oh, wait, there's three levels of this recharging. There's the retreats, there's the Sabbath. And then there's the daily time with Jesus, coming away daily. Now, I know it's, I'm not legalistic. Oh, you got to do it every day, you know, an hour a day. No, but, but there has to be a regular time in our day.
that we find that we get away with Jesus. That daily time is vital. We, we call it devotional time, daily devotional time. It's a quiet place and a quiet time with Jesus. It could be at the breakfast table. You're up early and you're sitting there with your coffee and you're, you've got your Bible out and you're just spending that quiet time with Jesus. It could be in the car. Some of you have an hour commute, you know. That's a great, you know, don't turn on sports radio or turn on, you know, the music. Put on a wor- the worship station uh, or, or a, an interesting sermon CD. <coughs> or, you know, you know, you know put, on, put something on that will, will help you focus spiritually and recharge you spiritually. That's really, really important that we have that time. The Puritans used to have the pr- prayer closet. They used to have a closet. They would lock themselves in a closet, and that's where they would spend their time. They had these little rails in the dark, and they would kneel on that, and that was the only place they could get away from it all was in their prayer closet. I, personally, what works for me, I used, when I was a kid, people would say, you've got to pray an hour and read this many chapters a day and all that. It didn't work for me. I used to always be guilted, and I finally found out what worked for me. I like to get up early and go for a walk by myself, and I carry my cards in my pocket. I got a you know, I got a lot of verses memorized. I'll keep a few in my pocket, and I'll just walk, and I'll start to meditate on those verses, and I'll just start to pray. And next thing I know, I'm an hour later, I'm back home. And I do wander into the creek a little bit and look for things. So uh, that does happen, too, but that's part of it. But this week, it's crazy. I'm stuck on a verse. There's a, a verse that I've, I've been going through, Isaiah. Isaiah 55, 8, and 9. And I'm just going to just show you. This, this, I can't get off of this verse. Uh, Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And that, that's, I'm just giving you an example. That verse, I, I'm going to probably be stuck on this for a couple of weeks. I'm on these walks, I'm praying, and, and God's showing me ways that my thinking, I'm battling God, and I'm going to have to surrender to God. Or I'm like, God, why are you letting this happen, you know, with this kid or this event? And he's like, you don't understand. Oh, God, why, what, what? sometimes all these tough theological questions. Why is there a hell, you know, and why, why don't you save everybody? And my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways. And there's a lot of tough questions out there. And I just, that, that, this verse just is really helping me to surrender and to surrender parts of my life and parts of my thinking and everything to God and his word. That's my verse, but that's, that's my time. You could, you could be on a boat. You could be fishing. You could be anywhere, wherever you connect with God. We all have to find that quiet place on a daily basis. Very, very important. Very important. Are we spending that time with Jesus? Are we taking our daily time? Are we taking our weekly Sabbaths? Are we taking our regular sabbaticals, looking for those times alone or with our family or on retreats with the church groups? If we don't take time to come apart with Jesus, we will fall apart. If you don't take time to come apart, Jesus says, come apart with me. If we don't come apart with Jesus, we will fall apart on our own. It's very important that we keep the, 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 the tanks full. I use a, a picture of tanks, and I heard different people share this at different times. We either keep the tanks full or we're going to be running on empty. We're going to be running like a car, running on fumes. We all have tanks that need filling on a regular basis. We have a spirit, and I'll give you four of them. We have a spiritual tank. We have an emotional tank. 
We have a physical tank and we have a mental tank. Spiritual, emotional, physical, and mental. If any one of those tanks goes dry, we're going to see the effects. And the hint, the effect that we have a problem is all of a sudden we're freaking out over little things. We're angry. We're irritable. Nobody here can relate to any of this. We're losing our patience. We have no energy for our spouse or our kids. We are not productive. You know, we used to be so creative. We no longer have that creativity. We're not productive. And it's, and it's often, well, it's all, almost always because we're not keeping these tanks full. Often because we're not keeping our spiritual tank full. We're not spending that time with Jesus, and we're spiritually drained. But sometimes we're fine spiritually, but the other tanks get drained. Now, this is very important for us to understand because this is how God made us. We may be doing great spiritually, but if the other tanks are dry, we're not going to be doing well. I often will have somebody tell me, I've been reading and praying and reading my Bible and praying, and, and I still am just so unhappy and I'm irritable and I'm miserable and and the more I read and pray it doesn't help it's just not helping me but as I talk with a person I realize that they're exhausted they're not taking Sabbaths and they're exhausted and what they really need is more sleep and they just need a long nap and it's okay to take naps you know most of the world takes naps by the way only in the U.S. is like a nap considered laziness well you know like I said I've been in some of these countries where 12 o'clock comes along and everybody takes three hours off then they go back to work again at three o'clock you know and these it's called siestas most of the world realizes we need some downtime i'm saying we need three hours but but we do need that rest time in the day it's okay and and sometimes people just need a long nap and and we people usually think i'm not doing well spiritually because i'm irritable or i'm this or i'm that no it it might not be spiritual at all it might be another tank now it could be spiritual could be we have to take time with God, Jesus. That's very, very important. But it could be physical. We might need more sleep or we need to eat a, a more healthy, uh, balanced diet. It could be mental. The mental tank is empty. You know, moms, it's not that you don't love your kids, but you would just need a break. You need to talk to some adults during the day, you know, and read something and, and have some adult thought and adult conversation. You need some mental stimulation. That's okay. It could be emotional. You could be doing great spiritually and physically and mentally but it could be emotional something has drained you emotionally and you just need to do something that recharges you and usually at least men we usually turn to the tv to recharge us but it doesn't work does it it's called vegging and we sit there we click 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 click, click, and we get done and we just feel just as bad because tv does not recharge i'm not saying it, it a certain show, Duck Dynasty or something. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. The kids went to see Duck Dynasty yesterday, some of them. Uh, but something like that could make you laugh and, and be encouraged or and recharge, you know, something like that. Some of my shows are very good, obviously, the ones I watch, TV recharge. But uh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But anyway, you know what I'm talking about, though. We sit in front of the TV for hours and we just veg. It doesn't recharge. That's not what I'm talking about. It has to be something that really recharges us emotionally. And I have... Three, three F's I was thinking of with it. Fun, friends, and fossils. <laughs> I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Just a lot. Fun. Do something that's fun. Do something that you can do with friends. Do, spend time with friends. It really recharges you. If you have a friend and you do something that recharges you, and, and I use the fossil because that's a hobby. A hobby. Something that's a hobby. Um, I know with, I get really stressed out sometimes, and, and I, I like to 
go find fossils, right? I go in the creek, and I disappear, and I find these fossils. I know a lot of you already know. I've showed you the rocks on the way in, and Kim keeps saying, stop showing people your rocks. Yeah, I go, they like them. They, they don't. They think you're crazy. So anyway, so uh, uh, I am. I know I am. But anyway, in fact, the other morning, I found a really big rock in the creek. It was big, and I couldn't get it. So I told Bob about it. I said, Bob, don't you have, like, some hand truck thing that could get a big rock out and and i found i found a really cool rock and so uh, but don't tell kim <laughs> and he goes he's like well don't tell katie because <laughs> he has some physical you know healing up over something so so anyway early in the morning last week he comes over and we, he picks me up we go on the creek and and we're trying to get this big rock in and he's like this is a lot bigger than you said this is this is 150 pounds what did you think it was bob 200, 250, it was big. We finally get it in, and you should have seen us trying to get it up out of the creek on this cart we're pulling up there and falling down, and we finally get it out, and, and sorry, Katie, I know you're going to be mad at me. But anyway, uh, so so we get it up, and, and he's like, we're, we're going to have to walk it back. So we walked it back a mile back to our house, pulling this, this big rock, and it's still early. It was just getting light, you know, and uh, we get it back, and I'm spraying it off, and there's dino prints all over this rock it was awesome i was so excited spraying this rock and then we walked back out the truck and 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 i we were having we had a great time and i walk and bob leaves and i walk in the house thing and kim goes was that bob's truck outside i go what truck what truck and, and Emily goes, Emily goes, that was Bob's truck. I saw it. That was Bob. And, you know, she's like all over me. She's got in good training there. And uh, uh, so, so I'm sticking to my story. What truck? What? what, what yeah. But I can't hide a 200-pound rock. So obviously they saw that. And so did all the ladies who came to the Bible study group. So, uh, but, uh, but we had, I had so much fun. Before anybody even got up, we got the rock. We got the rock. We got it up. Neither one of us needed surgery after that. It was good. And we had fun. And, and later on, we got together for lunch at Subway, and we celebrated the, the dinosaur footprints. And, and we had all this fun. And uh, if you're listening to the, this CD, you can go on the podcast. I'm going to show you a couple of things of the fun I have, just to show you. Uh, Alex, just click a few pictures. Here's some of the dino prints we're finding all over the place. All right. These are dinosaur prints. That's a nemophis. You think it's funny, but this is serious stuff. Uh, this is my favorite. This is a foot long. That's a theropod. It's a foot, that's a foot long fossil there. On a 150-pound rock. That was Bob didn't help me get that one. And uh, this is my favorite. This is at the Children's Museum in New Hope. That's a, a, about a foot long uh, raptor print. And, and I just saw a geologist. He said that's the biggest raptor print we found in this area ever. He was in shock. But that's actually a, a raptor print. All right, and, and this is just a cool-looking turtle-like rock that I don't know why I carried it up from the creek. It really hurt my back. But anyway, it, this looks cool. So anyway, um, why am I showing you this? You think I'm crazy, right? What fills your tank? What fills your tank? Me finding dinosaur footprints gets me pumped up. It may not be fossils for you. Okay, it probably won't be fossils for you. But something that you do that you get excited about and you don't think about anything else. When I'm out in the creek, I'm not worried about anybody's crises. I'm not worried about any of my problems. I'm just having fun. And I get done and I'm all charged up. And, and, and once in a while I'll find someone crazy enough to do it with me like Bob, you know, and we have fun. And, uh, but the, the thing is this, whatever charges you up, something fun, something with friends, 
in something fossil like a hobby, you know, something that just charges. It's very important that you have that, that we do that, that it will charge us emotionally. What do you need to plan in a day to refill? Maybe it's what do you need to plan in your day to do spiritually? We have to plan this. Time for spiritual, time for mental, time for emotional, time for physical recharging. What do you need to plan in that day? And we do need to carve that time out. We need those buffer times. When we, we, we like to plan five meetings right in a row. Well, it's okay to plan 15-minute breaks in between those meetings to process what we just dealt with. It's okay to plan an out, carve an hour out in the day to just to have some mental time to think through what we're going through and what we're dealing with. We, we need to take this time and, and carve it out. It's not, listen, it's not a badge of honor to just race through your day and never take time even to eat or even to, the, you know, Jesus didn't even have time to eat with his disciples. And, and we don't, I just race through my day and I don't even have any breaks day after day. That's not a badge of honor. That's just dumb. We're going to crash, and a lot of us do crash. I know I have. It, it's, it's, we're, we're being dumb when we do that. We have to take that time to recharge. We all need recharging time, especially moms. And on this Mother's Day, for all women, I want to encourage you to get your recharging time. Before you can really bless other people, you're always giving out. You need to have that physical, spiritual, emotional uh, time to to recharge and uh, we have some gifts at the door with some flowers that uh, somebody put together i'm not going to mention her name but she has red hair but she's gonna she's gonna put together these flowers with a little nice little ribbons on it and i want to encourage all the women all all the women in our church to take one of these on the way out it, to remind you put it in the vase in the flowers uh, water in the, the flower in the water in the vase there and and keep it and every time you'll get remind you that you have to take a break and also to remind us as husbands and family members and kids to give our moms breaks. Not just on Mother's Day, but on a regular basis. Make sure they're getting that recharging time because of constantly, you saw the video earlier, constantly giving out. Give them that time to take a break. It's very, very important. Let's pray. How is God speaking to us from these few little verses? Getting away from it all, you're Jesus. What is Jesus saying to us this morning? Maybe he's speaking to us about giving our moms or our wives or the women in our life more time to recharge. Because they're always giving out, protecting them, looking for the, the sacrificing some of our time so that they can recharge. Sacrificing a little bit of time in front of the TV for them. Maybe as we're going to this time of prayer, God's speaking to us about refilling our tank spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, that we're starting to realize from this morning that, hey, the reason I'm struggling is I need to fill one of these tanks on a regular basis. Maybe we need time with Jesus. It's the most important thing that we can do to recharge. We need time with Jesus on a daily basis. We need our Sabbath on a weekly basis. We need a sabbatical. Maybe God's speaking to us about one of these areas, that daily time, the weekly time, or, or just getting away for that personal retreat time. And while we're praying about that, taking some time to pray, I want to talk to those who are here that aren't Christians yet. 
maybe you're here today and what you need is a relationship with Jesus. You've never gotten into the boat with Jesus. You've never put your faith in him and given him your life. But that's the first step to finding the energy for the day and, and, and purpose in life and peace and joy. If that's describing you, John 3.16 tells us how we can have that relationship with Jesus. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You can have that life right now, life forever and real life now, by putting your faith in Jesus. Say, God, I believe Jesus died on the cross for me, for my sin, for everything wrong I've ever done, so that I could have a relationship with you, God. I don't want that sin anymore. I want to I be forgiven. I want to turn away from that sin. I want to repent of it and ask you to forgive me. I'm putting my faith in your son, Jesus. And I'm going to follow you, God. I give you my life. Forgiveness, faith, and following. If you've prayed that prayer, if you do pray that prayer and put your faith in Christ, I want to encourage you to let somebody know. Somebody here that you know, tell me on the way out, fill out the card, text me, email, let somebody know so that we can encourage you in your new life in Christ, in your new faith. Father, I pray that this would be a special day of blessing for all the women of our church. I pray that it would be a, a really a start of a blessing that you would bless our moms, our wives, the women in our lives. And I pray that you would really convict us and speak to us about recharging and refilling all the different tanks, especially our spiritual tanks. I pray that we would, we would know the peace of spending that daily time with you and that resting time with you on a regular basis every week and if someone really needs recharging you would give them a time away whether it's a day or whether it's two days whatever it takes to to refill and to fulfill their your purpose for their life pray in jesus name